it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello there, welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughn Benison, thanks for joining us. This week we talk comedy. Jeremy Moses has a program at the Melbourne Fringe Festival from the 11th to the 15th of October. He joins us now. Tell us about uh, your background and uh, how you got involved with comedy. Sure. Um, well, uh, I started out as a filmmaker um, in high school, making short films and mini documentaries and silly videos and um, sort of graduated from there into in lockdown. I started doing these poems. I found um, a pink beret in my drawer and uh, put on some pajama pants and got out a harmonica. And uh, I did 100 poems in 100 days. Um, some of them were quite good, <laughs> a few of them. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I've recorded one minute poems for YouTube and Twitter. Um, and from there, I just sort of turned it into a show and bookended it with poems. But the show is mainly about, uh, my disability, growing up with a disability, my family, some awkward stories about, you know, getting into the wrong car when I was a kid or being Uh, mistaken for drunk at bars, um, stuff like that. I grew up in um, Sydney. I have um, optic atrophy plus. It's a genetic condition. And uh, yes, I went to public school in the 90s um, on the cusp of technology. Um, So they gave me a a whiteboard um, to take notes from the board. While the kids were playing outside um, during sport, I would draw uh, caricatures on the whiteboard sitting on the sidelines. So they quickly took that away from me. Um, and uh, and then they gave me a computer, um, but it distracted everyone. And I was playing 3D pinball instead of paying attention to class. So they took that away from me. Um, and there was a laptop, but the laptop was too primitive to uh, be of much use. And now you're uh, very much into comedy, and uh, we'll talk about your upcoming performance shortly. But talk a little bit about comedy. Why comedy in particular, and what sort of things do you do when you're on stage? Sure. I love the immediacy of it. I love that you can make a connection with the audience right away. Um, And also being, like, I talk about my disability a lot, and that is... um, quite confronting to the audience they judge me as soon as I get on stage I often you know struggle to get on the stage like uh, before a show I check the stage heights and it gets me like quite anxious but when I'm up there I'm pretty comfortable and uh, I talk about my disability a lot and um, people warm to me Melbourne crowds are very nice Um, I've been doing a lot of open mics in Melbourne the last few months the first time I did an open mic, I was worried that the disability would be um, an issue. But before me, there was a guy in a wheelchair and um, the stage obviously was a bit higher for him, but he parked in front of the stage and did an amazing routine. And um, um, that guy's Oliver Hunter and he's actually opening my first show at the Melbourne Fringe. Um, so it's it's come full circle a bit. 
Disability comedy is interesting, and I use the term um, advisedly. I, I think there's two schools of thought, isn't there? There's uh, disabled people who get involved with comedy and uh, their disability becomes not necessarily the main focal point of their comedy routine, but certainly a significant part of it. And there are people who uh, get up and uh, do comedy routines that don't feature their disability disability at all. And I think there seems to me to be relatively few of them. Why do you think it is that uh, disabled comedians feel the need to use their disability as a significant part of their routine? I feel like it's a generational divide. Um, like your slightly older comics sort of come from a school where they don't really talk about their disability um, and it's it's more of a you know, be like everyone else, tell jokes. And um, it's it's not a blanket rule. But I I was at the Comedy Festival a lot this year in Melbourne International Comedy Festival. And a lot of young people, first-timers at the Trades Hall were performing um, and they were just talking very comfortably about their disability for an hour. Every show was an hour. And a lot of people were talking about autism or... Um, you know, uh, various impairments, and it wasn't an issue for them, and it it was quite lovely to see. And because of that, and plus, I went to a lot of gigs on my own um, this comedy festival, and usually I would consider that a barrier, um, trying to find the venue, uh, navigating through the city. But um, the website on the comedy festival, and this is true for a lot of festivals at the moment. Um, they have an accessibility section and they tell you turn left here, um, go up this flight of stairs, the lift is around the corner. Um, and a lot of the time, like, I wouldn't know where I'm going and the staff would tap the seat. They'd be very uh, proactive. Um, and it's amazing. So that's what kind of got me excited about comedy. And I was like, hey, I can chip in. I've got a story to tell. When I was younger, I never talked about my disability either. Um, just sort of tried to blend in. Um, this is the first time I've really done any content about my disability. Um, but the reception's been very warm. Everyone's been very lovely about it. Um, they laugh along. Um, and I, I, I feel like it's breaking down barriers. Um, you know, silly wordplay and, you know, jokes... It, it removes barriers, it, it allows for inclusivity and accessibility. Um, we're no longer a punchline, and mm. that's a really great thing. From my perspective, I've always talked about my disability and I make jokes about it and I reference it whenever I do uh, public speaking or performing or anything like that, and I always have. You mentioned the fact that you didn't used to talk about your disability much at all. What was it for you that created that shift? I think a lot of it was seeing young people performing and being comfortable about talking about disability. Um, a lot of it is feeling empowered and enabled and being able to um, get my point across. I, a lot of it is about being comfortable with who I am as I get older. I'm in my 30s now. I feel like I've got nothing to lose. But also, I feel like I'm I'm being seen. People are noticing me in public um, I don't think my disability has gotten worse, but I think it's certainly visible as I get older. And, you know, I had someone at the train station stop me and, you know, say, you know, drunk or disabled, <laughs> you know, like it's 
it's a point of confusion, and I feel like I could clear that up for him by selling him a ticket to my show at the Melbourne Fringe, and uh, and hopefully then he'll learn something about disability, hidden disability. And I think one of the things that I really like about the idea of uh, comedians with disability, and um, there, as you say, are quite a number at the moment or have been over the last few years, it means, as you say, that disabled people aren't the punchline of the jokes. Disabled people are actually out there making the jokes and getting people to laugh along with them instead of at them. Yeah, the more accessibility that's available, the more people do it, the more people are comfortable to get up on stage and talk about themselves, um, the more it breaks down barriers and uh, people are gradually changing. You know, Melbourne is very warm. Uh, the audiences are very warm. It's not something to fear. Um, there are definitely, you know, straight white men who talk about their genitals a lot. Um, and you face a lot of, I, like I've been in rooms where people have made Down syndrome jokes and it's been awful, but um, as soon as I get up there, you know, I tear them a new one <laughs> just by being silly and being funny and talking about, you know, things that, you know, would be considered, uh, you know, afflictions, but they're, they're strengths, they're, they're benefits. Disabled people have a lot to offer. It's, it's, um, it's a fascinating world of stories. You know, you talk about, you know, tactile buttons and things, but um, nowadays, if if we make a joke about it, it, you know, not being accessible, I still cross the road many times that there's no button vibration, the light is broken. You know, if I make a joke about it, maybe they'll fix it. Mm. Like it's it's progress. It it, um, it as long as it's you know, in good taste, you know, far be it from me to judge, you know, what, what people's shtick is. But um, I I tend to work a bit clean. I tend to, um, you know, make fun, silly jokes framed by poetry. And it, it works well. People like it. People respond to it. I think there's a big difference, isn't there? And it, it's a, it, as you say, it's a generational divide and it's something that's changed over the last 30 years. But there's a, there's a very strong distinction between treating disability as a joke and making jokes about disability. Yeah, I think it's the person who has the disability has the ability to joke about it. Um, for someone who's, you know, white, straight, uh, able-bodied, for them to make a bad joke, it, it's it's not uh, appropriate, and audiences mm. respond to it. Audiences know instantly, hey, that guy, you know, is insulting someone, um, and it's 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 quite cruel. But I think the more people who get up and do something different, um, you know, the more barriers will break. Mm. You've referenced a couple of times uh, your program or your show at the uh, Melbourne Fringe Festival. Tell us a little bit about that. How did that come about? Yeah, well, I started doing these poems in lockdown and uh, I did 100 poems in 100 days. Um, a lot of them were about politics and they're very silly. I'd blow a harmonica, I'd bow, uh, I'd wear stripy pants, pajama pants and, you know, an old jumper and a pink beret and sunglasses and I just um, rattle off a few silly lines about the latest politics of the day, and um, I like it was. There's power in that character. I've I found over the year year or so I was doing it a couple of years, um, 
And I said, hey, why not make a show about it? And then also um, use that as a as a launching pad to talk about some other serious things. Um, so my show, I, I do talk about the origins of the poetry character, but then I do a whole monologue about, you know, Bear syndrome, rawr, you know, like uh, the the, and that's a gift from the comedy gods, um, and a, a lot about my disability, ataxia affecting my balance and my gait, making me look drunk when I walk, um, a lot of jokes like that about that, and um, it's a great sort of way to to in- introduce the audience to something complex while also being very silly and very topical at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's very exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. It's my debut performance, and um, we're doing it at um, Classic Southside, which is, like, above the cinema in Elstonwick. Um, it's a lovely room, and it's very accessible, and the um, staff are very accommodating. Um, so it's great. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, on the Sunday, we're doing a sensory-friendly matinee, um, which is another great thing to encourage accessibility and inclusivity. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a really exciting opportunity. Um, I hope everyone comes and it'll be like a great inclusive experience. We've got a lot of disabled comics and people touched by disability opening each show with 10 minutes, um, which I think is a great way to you know encourage conversations and get some unique voices and unheard perspectives. And how can people find out more information and uh, book tickets, etc.? Tickets are available through the Melbourne Fringe website, melbournefringe.com.au. Um, and they're also available um, via the phone box office, um, 03 Um So yeah, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. And if you need more information about my show, jeremymoses.com, and um, follow me on socials, Variety Garage AU on Instagram. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. Jeremy Moses. And if you'd like to book tickets to his show, melbournefringe.com.au is the website to look for. Or you can call 03-9660-9666-9660-9666. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia, you can call 1-800-033-660, 1-800-033-660. Or you can email bca at bca.org.au, bca at bca.org.au. I'm Vaughan Benison. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Of our dream.